Hello and welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of General Dynamics UK Limited and State of Libya. The citation for this case is 2021 UKSC 22. And this case is unusual because, as you can tell from the title, it is about what happens when you sue a country. General Dynamics are trying to enforce an arbitration award of more than £16 million made in its favour by an International Chamber of Commerce arbitral tribunal against Libya. Libya has not paid any of that money, so in 2018 General Dynamics launched proceedings in England and Wales to enforce the award because they believe Libya has relevant assets in this country. Shortly afterwards, the High Court decided to make an enforcement order against Libya, but the way they did so was quite interesting. In essence, they treated it no differently than any other court order under Section 101, Subsections 2 and 3 of the Arbitration Act 1996. Even more than that, though, they also exercised their discretion under Rules 6.16 and 6.28 of the Civil Procedure Rules in order to dispense with the formal service of the Arbitration Claim Form an enforcement order on Libya because of the civil unrest and instability in that country. This is unusual because under Section 12.1 of the State Immunity Act 1978, quote, any writ or other document required to be served for instituting proceedings against a state shall be served by tra- being transmitted through the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the state, end quote. With that in mind, Libya applied to have the enforcement order changed to require formal service through the Foreign Office. The lower courts could not decide whether Section 12.1 applies to an enforcement order, and so the proceedings made their way to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. In the end, this was a split decision of 3-2, with the majority being comprised of Lord Lloyd-Jones, Lady Arden and Lord Burroughs. They focused on the principles of international law and, in particular, comity, which is basically the idea that nation-states should show each other mutual respect and cooperation. This suggests that a broad approach should be used, and therefore when Section 12 talks about an other document, that is certainly wide enough to encompass all documents that give notice of legal proceedings to a defendant state, including arbitration claim forms. As a result, when a form has to be issued, the Section 12.1 procedure has to be complied with. But arguably this still doesn't apply here because the High Court dispensed with the need to serve the enforcement order by way of Rules 6.16 and 6.28 of the Civil Procedure Rules. However, the majority decided that the lower court was wrong to apply the rules here and dispense with service. After all, the State Immunity Act is a piece of primary legislation whereas the rules are secondary legislation, so they cannot oust Section 12 unless there is something that specifically says they can. Section 12 makes no reference to the rules, and Rule 6.1a actually tells us that the rules do not oust the Act, so the requirement to serve enforcement cannot be dispensed with. Finally, General Dynamics made an argument that if Section 12 were to be strictly enforced, then this could prevent a party from pursuing a claim and that would represent a breach of Article 6 of the European Convention on Human Rights, which, as a reminder, is the right to a fair trial and includes access to the courts. For the majority of the justices, this did not stand up to scrutiny. Article 6 is a proportional right, and while it is obviously important, it 
on balance cannot override the legitimate aims of comity and compliance with international law that the legislation pursues. Furthermore, Lady Arden points out that when the provision is so clearly worded, the courts do not have the luxury of adopting a brand new interpretation when there are definitive words to the contrary. In the end, Libya won their case and Section 12 maintained its integrity, but the judgment of the two minority justices, Lord Stevens and Lord Briggs, is still worth looking at for the alternative view that it presents. For a start, they consider that Parliament intended that Section 12 should operate within the context of the English court system and its rules. In other words, if the normal operation of the rules means that serving documents is not required, then Section 12 simply does not apply. Instead, there would have to be a default back to the principle of state immunity that is provided for in Section 1. However, the minority also go further in their disagreement by stating that even if Section 12 does apply, then the court may dispense with the service requirement by using Rules 6.16 and 6.28 of the Civil Procedure Rules. The reasoning behind this is that if the courts have the power to dispense with the requirement, then it no longer falls within Section 12. Finally, on the human rights ground, they also disagree with the majority, and hold that it is not proportionate to deny access to the courts in these circumstances, compared to the legitimate aims of comity and upholding international law. As such, they would read Section 12 in a way that allows the courts to make alternative arrangements for service of documents. All in all, I think that the minority get closer to the correct answer here by promoting the right of access to the courts, and giving judges more power to be flexible when it comes to the rules and requirements of service. However, I do also think that there are legitimate questions to be asked about the way that the minority arrive at their conclusion, and how much we should bend the rules. If we start with the human rights argument, then I think it is fair enough to submit that having access to the courts is more important than the sensitivities of another state. Allowing a company to make a legitimate claim against Libya without going via the Foreign Office is not likely to end all diplomatic relations, and even if Libya complains, then they should probably just get over it. However, the courts cannot just change the law, and instead have to interpret it in a way that aligns with human rights to the best of their abilities. At this point, it is worth revisiting Section 12.1 of the State Immunity Act 1978, which, as a reminder, states, quote, any writ or other document required to be served for instituting proceedings against a state shall be served by being transmitted through the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the state, end quote. Unfortunately, this doesn't leave much room for manoeuvre, and that is something that Lady Arden, who forms part of the majority, is keen to point out as she notes that you can't have an interpretation that is inconsistent with a fundamental feature of the legislation. Furthermore, it is important that other basic rules of interpretation are applied as well, so the reasons given by the minority for applying the civil procedure rules are not strong because they appear to conflict with the statutory provision which should rightly take precedent as an actual act of parliament. The best argument that the minority have is their original one, which basically situates Section 12 within the entire legislative context, and suggests that the provision simply does not apply when it isn't relevant, as is the case here. This is the most effective way at achieving the desired result, but even that is a little dubious because of the clear wording in Section 12. 
Ultimately, it is unsurprising that this case led to a split decision, because it is about how much you are willing to bend the interpretation of the law to get a result that upholds fundamental rights. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this episode, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. A couple of things from me before we go. If you do get a chance to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, then that is very much appreciated. Helps boost up our numbers and get us um, promoted and recommended to people who might be interested in learning more about the law. And the other thing is to check out the link in the description for the access to the newsletter. Um, Subscribers this week received information about the new knife crime prevention orders and how successful they will or perhaps will not be. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!